you must have your pad as well um so get your pen get your pipe your pad and also your bible and i want you to go with me to the book of ephesians chapter 6 ephesians chapter 6 praise god and i want everyone to go there with me um is um the 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 topic we're looking at this morning um uh, i would say let me give you the team be strong in the law amen so you amen. can then be strong in the Lord. let me let's read the scriptures and then i can bring some things up for us uh as as uh, the holy spirit leads us in ephesians chapter 6 very familiar scripture that we know the bible says that finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might they put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil but we do not rest against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places they therefore take up the old armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand verse 14 stand therefore right having guarded your ways with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one hallelujah amen the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that i may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for really i am an ambassador in chains that in it i may speak boldly as i ought to speak i want us to go to the second scripture which is in the book of joshua the book of joshua hallelujah i want us to go to joshua chapter one amen and amen amen praise the lord amen hallelujah yeah, praise the lord hallelujah okay i'm gonna read from verse one all the way to verse. Like the bible says that after the death of moses the servant of the lord it came to pass that the lord spoke to joshua the son of Nun. Moses' assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. You and all his people go to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the soul of your foot will tread upon, I've given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Etites, and to the great sea towards going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you. I love that. All the days of your life. If it were you, I will underline that in my scripture. That's why more often than none, I I don't I don't want to give in to any man because there is a promise of God that says no man shall be able to. When you key into the word of God, the promises of God, the covenant of God, it doesn't matter who the person is. The Bible says that no man shall be able to do what? No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, that's the key. Because if God is with you, then it doesn't matter any man, whoever the man is, whatever they might have in mind. As long as you have the presence of God with you, then no man can resist you. Can I hear a loud amen there? Amen. Is that no man will be able to stand 
excuse me, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Now, I want you to begin to follow me closely now. In verse 6, let be strong and of good courage. Can I hear amen? amen. Be strong amen. and of good courage. And I want you to know those words. Be strong and of good courage, right? For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. I want you to know that as well. The land, the, 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 the land, the promise was given to their fathers, but the fathers, unfortunately, because of their attitude, their conduct, their behavior, would, would not enter into the promise of God. God wanted to give it to them. God made uh, a promise to them. He took them, uh, I mean, basically, uh, 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 out of Egypt. He wanted to take them to the promised land, but unfortunately, they died in the wilderness after wandering for a period of nothing less than 38 years. Probably put it 40 years, right? That, but God said, I'm committed to my word. Whatever I have spoken, whatever I have in mind that I want to do in the life of people, I must see it to the very end. So even though they did not enter, because my word has gone forth, and that's one thing about you, you need to know but concerning you, there is a word of God concerning you. There is a purpose of God concerning you. There is a plan of God. And it's not just about you. Even heaven is watching over those words, is watching over the word of God in order to ensure that the word of God comes to pass. Can I hear amen? Amen. If anybody's here, can I hear a loud amen there, right? Amen. amen. There's, a plan of God. There's a purpose of God. Some God has something in mind concerning you. That's the reason why we came. We didn't come just because we wanted to come. We came because God wants you to come. And he has a reason why we came. So there is a word, there's a promise, there's a future that God has concerning you and I. And God will continue to watch over his word to ensure that the word or whatever you spoke come to pass in your life and my life. But he said, be strong. Someone said, be strong and of good courage. But to these people, you shall divide as an inheritance the land which has swore unto their fathers to give them only be And I want you to see again, verse 7. He said it in 6. He said, only be strong. Is anybody still here with me? Mm-hmm. Right? So we saw it in verse 6. Now we see it in verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the Lord. With Moses, my servant commanded you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May the Lord bless the reading of his word based on him in our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, from the context of those two scriptures that we have read, I'm going to speak on the subject that I call Be Strong in the Lord. Amen. I want you to say, if you say, Be Strong in the Lord. Be strong in, in the, the Lord. Lord. I will be strong in the Lord. Amen. I will be strong, will in, be strong, strong in the Lord. Amen. Now, if you understand, and I believe that we do, we all know the stories of the people of God, the children of God, the children of Israel. We know their encounters uh, in Egypt. You you understand their days. I mean, every one of us on this platform this morning, I believe we are not strangers when it comes to you know the story of, of the people of God. You will understand the fact that they were in Egypt for a very long time, 430 years, amen. And you will understand as well that eventually in the fullness of time, what God did was that he brought them out under the leadership of Moses, 
Somebody say amen. Amen. So they came out under the leadership of Moses, but they did not enter the promised land under the leadership of Moses. Mm -hmm. They entered the promised land under the leadership of Joshua. Mm -hmm. Is anybody here what Amen. Yes. Act of leadership, right? So one leadership brought them out. Moses brought them out. But unfortunately, for reasons that we know when we study the scripture, um, there is another leadership. There is another type and concept and narrative for leadership that can usher them into the promised land. Everyone that left Egypt, that left under the leadership of Moses, unfortunately, mm -hmm. every one of them, including Moses himself, they disappeared in the wilderness. Despite God giving his word that he, he has good plans for them. If you go back to when God, you know, when 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 he, he, he was giving his mandate even to um, Moses, he's going to bring them into a land in, in Exodus that is going to, he's bringing them into a land that is filled with making honey. God has good plans. He has good intentions. So it's one thing for God to actually have good plans concerning you and I. It's another thing for us to be ready to key into the plans of God. Mm. And I want you to see where we're going with this this morning. Don't forget we're looking at this. If I cannot finish it today, because I want, to, I want us to understand certain things here. Be strong in the Lord. If you can't finish it today, we'll continue next week. But I want you to see how the, the, the technology, the mindset of people that inherit the promises of God. God said to Joshua, uh, you know, uh, the, the leadership that will take people into there's a mindset there's a particular mindset of leadership that can take you into the promise of god mm -hmm. so god said to joshua i said moses is gone right even though i promised to bring them into a resting place i promised to bring them into a land that is flowing with making money um of course moses was their leader uh and and you know looking at this scripture as god gave me understanding i actually want to go and study i want to do a lot of study looking at the difference between the leadership of moses and that of joshua but here we can see some things god said he's dead moses is gone now i want you to take the mantle of leadership and I want you to have a brand new mindset because now you're the one that will lead these people into the promised land and you will divide the land for them, okay? And, you know, in doing that, giving them the land as an inheritance in line with the words that I promised their father, you're the one that will bring them into it. And if there's anything in your life, I'm alive, that's funny. If there's any desire in your life, I'm alive, it is that there are certain things that are, that are part of God's uh, uh, ordained uh, uh, inheritance for you. Things that you don't even have to struggle about. Mm. Is anybody here with me? Amen. It's an inheritance. It's it's what God. It's like something that God has ordained. He has finished the work. It's part of your destiny. It's part of things that God wants to happen in, in your life. There are things that are freely given to you. Mm. But it would take a, a particular mindset of leadership and mindset to enter into them. Many a times we think we have to struggle for everything. Is anybody here with me? Mm -hmm. you the prayer session yes, uh, uh, yesterday morning, mm -hmm. you realize that Jesus Christ in John chapter 4, verse 38, he made us understand. He said, listen, he said, I'm sending you to reap where you have not labored. Mm -hmm. that another person has labored but i wanted to just go into it yes 
and I and I and I I explained in our prayer session yesterday as well that there is a dimension in God. It's not about you. There is a dimension in the realm of the spirit that you key into some finished work. Somebody else has done it. Somebody else has labored. God made the person to labor. It is not you. God said it was the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, "I am the one that is sending you into a place to." to to reap where you have not labor is that another man has labor but i want you to go and harvest i want you to go and reap in that place yes. okay yes. so i want you to understand this very well but when god is now speaking about inheritance there are certain things that it's not by struggle it's not by your it's not by our own ability it's not by own you know whatever however God in the scripture is trying to let Joshua see that if you ever going to take these people into for them to inherit what I have in mind for them uh, 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 then you need to have particular mindset that's why this subject it's quite critical that you pay attention to it you learn from it very well that actually there are some things that God just wanted to key into they're like a finished work in the book of Hebrews this the, the writer of Hebrew uh, was saying that he said the work finished from the foundation of the earth. In other words, God finished some works even before we began. Mm. You didn't come as a result of God trying to figure out, oh, somebody is uh, this person, what is he going to become? No, it's because there is an assignment. There's a finished work already that God wants you to key into. That's why we came. Is anybody mm. still here with me? So mm-hmm. here we are, is now trying to let Joshua see what kind of mindset, what is it that is important for you in order for you to inherit this promise or to enter into the promised land to do the things that I have in mind for you, the visions, the dreams, the inspirations, the ideas that God is buffing in your, in your heart. How do you key into them? How do you step into them? Regardless of whatever the challenge and the obstacles may be. So God now said to Joshua, rise. You're the one that's going to lead these people. And from that verse, you begin to see, God said, apart from my, uh, apart from the fact that my presence is going to be with you, I can bring many things out in that text that we've read. But uh, uh, there's an area that I want to zero in, and, and that's what I want us to take w- with us here. Of course, the promise that it's going to be with him, that my presence will be with you, I will always be with you. Then the second thing that I was, you, you look at is that, is that make sure that the word of God does not depart from your lips be there in, in, in studying the word be there in prayer be, be there make sure you do not neglect the presence of God that's what that scripture is saying right but apart from that he now emphasized again and again and again and when God emphasizes a word again and again it's because it's relevant it's key and the word that he began to emphasize in verse 6 of that scripture he said listen to this be strong and of good courage somebody say amen Amen. In verse 7 of, of that scripture as well, only be strong and very courageous. Can anybody see that? Are you seeing that, right? Yes. So, uh, so you have to be strong. Somebody say be strong. Yeah? Be strong. I'm giving you the land. I promise you, you're going to inherit it. But for you to inherit it, you need strength and you need courage. Amen. Are we still together in the house? So be yes. strong. Uh, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that the law which Moses my servant commanded you and it didn't stop there uh in in in, in verse in in it went further to say after that verse seven amen 
uh, verse 8, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, uh, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, talking about prosperity, and you will have good success. And then in verse 9, he began to say, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Can you see? So again and again and again and again, God kept on demanding that for Joshua to, to bring the people to enter into the promise of God. And the promise of God is, for you is like the vision, the dreams, the inspiration, the things that God is trying to birth in your heart. Those things that you are praying about. That's what it is. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's the future that you desire. It's the, it's the thing that God is birthing in your spirit. How do we enter into God's resting place? How do we enter into you know is predeterminate cancel for us that's what the scripture that's what we're trying to deal with here mm. and god is saying you have to be strong so we know even though i'm not gonna assume it, we know that god said i will always be with you as long as you are on the side of god god will be with you mm. we know that the word of god is important as well but apart from that, mm-hmm. that we need strength so now when you look at that and then we go back to the book of ephesians where we were coming from okay and in ephesians let's go back to that now this mm-hmm. is this is paul writing to the church in ephesus somebody say amen amen and, uh, when he was writing to the church in ephesus when he was rounding up his letter if you are very you know if, if you read with a very open mind you would understand that this is like a father that is about to die and is giving his final words to his siblings. His, his, I mean, his, his, his children is uh, about to go and then he's giving them the final words. When you read, he said, finally, let me give you the final word. Let me give you the real thing here. You know, uh, of course, we started from chapter one of Ephesians. He's been talking to them about one thing or the other. We'll look at that in a minute. But he said, finally. Okay. Somebody say finally. The finally. Final sentence, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. So even though in, in Joshua we read about uh, 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 being be, be strong and be courageous, the question is, what am I supposed to be strong in? Is it that I need to go to the gym and build my muscle and so on and so forth? As a matter of fact, if you study that scripture very well, right? One of the things that, that, that God said in Joshua was that no man would be able to withstand you. Mm. Is anybody here with me? Yes. So what it means yeah. is that you will you will face opposition. <laughs> Amen. But they will mm. not stand. They will not prevail against you. Mm-hmm. You will face challenges. Yes. But they will not stand. Amen. Men will rise up against you. Yes. But they will not stand. And yes. If anybody uh, actually kind of promises a, a, a Christian life without challenge, without fight, without battle, uh, let the person think again, right? As a matter of fact, the fact that you're a Christian is that you have enlisted in warfare uh, of life. Amen. Amen. Is anybody here with me? So here is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus that uh, 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 finally be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So we now know that even though we read about be strong, we, we're not assuming 
what what we're supposed to be uh, uh, strong in. How do we? What kind of strength are we talking about now? In, uh, uh, Paul was able to give us insight into this being this strength we're talking about. You have to be strong in the Lord. Lord. And you know, Paul wrote many letters to different churches. He wrote to Philippians, Galatians, Colossians, Corinthians, different churches. Okay, that he wrote letters to. And if you read the letters, um, you will you will you will realize that he was dealing with different things in different churches because of his experience. These are churches that he himself gave birth to. He's a church that he pioneered. He's a church that he birthed, right? And in, in, the, in the press of time, he was writing them. And if you look at the uh, letters, you see the uniqueness, the uniqueness of those letters because he was dealing with certain things based on his experience. Mm-hmm. And out of the letters that go to these churches, I, I want you to hear me very well this morning. The church in Ephesus was unique. Why was the church in Ephesus unique out of all the churches? Because it was in Ephesus that Paul got to, if you look at the scripture in the book of Acts chapter 19, many things happened in Ephesus. It was in Ephesus that Paul almost lost his life. Mm. Are we together? Amen. It was in Ephesus that we had the experience of 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 of, of the outbreak of the Holy Spirit when Paul got to Ephesus and he met twelve disciples, right? That have not even heard about the Holy Spirit before, and he asked them, "What are you baptizing?" They said, "We haven't got a clue about what the Holy Spirit is. We know about the baptism. We know Apollos and, and so on and so forth." They said, "Really?" And the Bible says that what Paul did in that Acts 19, you can read yourself because of time. What he did was that he, he, he pulled them aside, he, 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 he laid hands on them, boo, and there was the baptism of the Holy Spirit on these twelve, and they began to do what? They began to. Uh, speaking tongues and they began to prophesy that is in ephesus mm-hmm. not only that it was in ephesus that we have the first uh, uh, bible training institute the school of tyrannos you remember the mm-hmm. bible says that after the outbreak of the holy spirit okay let me even read so that we understand i'm, I'm in acts 19 now and the bible says that in, in, in verse 5 when they had this they were baptized in the name of the lord jesus and when paul had laid hands on them the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Listen to this. Just 12 people. I mean, Acts 19, if you're writing, you can write that down. Just 12 people. They began to speak in tongues and they began to prophesy. In verse 8, and he went into the synagogue. Listen, he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannos. That's the Bible school, the first Bible school. Somebody say amen. 
that mm. he that he, that, he, that he planted. So and and, he, and this continued for how many years? For two years. And what happened as a result of that? Within that period of two years, and the Bible says that so that all who dwelt in Asia had the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Two years, twelve mm. disciples, outposts of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God came upon them, and 12 people from 12 people, the whole of Asia was permeated with the Word of God. What a breakthrough church. Hallelujah. Amen. That's Ephesus we are talking about now. Yeah. It was in Ephesus, if you remember also, that we have uh, uh, this, the sons of Sceva. You remember them? Yes. Okay. The sons of Sceva, that's where we had them. The ones that say, oh, they were trying to cast out demons in the name of Jesus that pitches and the Bible says that uh, the the person who had the demonic spirit, right? In in verse in 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 in, in verse in verse of uh, let, let me read from 14, 14. 14. The Bible says that then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over over those who had evil spirit. So in that city, that city, many people had evil spirits. <laughs> it was a, 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 a an environment that was that was filled with demonic spirit, and so some people were now trying to infiltrate and trying to just you know uh, 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 it, it, the gospel, so they say, saying we exercise you by the Jesus who Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest who did so, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know, but who are you? Then mm. the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them. I want you to see the demonic presence in the city of Ephesus. Overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they, they did what? They fled out of that house naked and wounded. <laughs> mm. I'm talking about Ephesus now. I wanted to see the connection between the letter, the Ephesian, uh, the, the, uh, the letter that God wrote, uh, that, that uh, Paul wrote to Ephesus. I wanted to see the reason why uh, you, you need to understand the content when he was talking about we rest not against flesh and blood and so on and so forth. Is anybody still here with me now, right? Yes. Because he was writing back to that city, to that church that he planted, a church that was that that I would say probably didn't have any chance in the first instance because of the demonic activity, right? So they fled. The Bible said that they fled, uh, and this became known to uh, both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. Amen. Mm-hmm. It was also in Ephesus where, as a result of that incident, if you read further, the Bible says that all the magicians and sorcerers they brought mm-hmm. all their books out when they saw the power of God, the raw power of God, right. And the Bible says in verse 18, and many who had believed came confessing and telling their teeth. Verse 19, also many of those who had practiced magic. You can see that city. Mm. They brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed many things in the city of Ephesus. It was in this city as well that there was great commotion when Paul dealt with the goddess Diana. I mean, when he dealt with the 
the their crafty images, goddess Diana, right? That they were making, and he said, "These are stupid gods. They are nothing." And mm-hmm. the, and the, and, the, and the blacksmith, the people that are of that trade, because the Bible says that the entire world worship the goddess Diana. Wow. So you can see the impact, the, the implication of this 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 letter mm-hmm. that 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 Paul was writing to them. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord, and the power of is. Might in, in verse 23 of, 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 of that episode, maybe you can just look at that. And the Bible says that, and about that time, there arose a great commotion about the way for a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines. Can you see that? Of Diana brought no small profit to the craftsmen. So he called them together with the workers of similar occupation and said, Men, you know that we have our prosperity by this trade. <laughs> moreover you see and hear that not only at Ephesus but throughout almost all Asia this Paul <laughs> has persuaded and turned away many people saying that they are not gods which are made with hands mm. so not only in the straight of ours in danger of falling into disrepute but also the temple of the great goddess diana may be despised and her magnificence destroyed whom all asia and the world worship is anybody still here in the house are we mm-hmm. together i'm we're looking at ephesus now i'm i'm, I'm trying to i'm opening the the content of the letter that paul wrote why he rounded up that way now, when they had this, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. So the old city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized girls and aristocrats, Macedonian sports travel companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the people, the disciples would not allow him. Then some of the officials of Asia, who were his friends, sent to him, pleading that he would not venture into the chatter. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for assembly was confused, and most of them did not know why they had come together. And they drew Alexander, one of the multitude, the Jewish, putting him forward. And Alexander motioned with his hand and wanted to make his defense to the people. But when they found out that he was a Jew, all with one voice cried out for about two hours. Imagine, for about two hours. This is riot, this is protest, right? Two hours. Great is Diana of the Ephesians. <laughs> are we together this morning? Are we, are we in the house? Yes. And when the city clerk had quite the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple guardian of the great goddess Diana? Can you imagine? And of the image which fell down from Zeus. Therefore, since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and not and do nothing rashly. For you have brought these men here who are neither robbers of temple nor blasphemers of your goddess can you see that right therefore if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a cause a case against anyone the courts are open and there are proconsuls let them bring charges against one another but if you 
have any other inquiry to make. It should be determined in the court, in, in the full, in the law of assembly. But we are in danger of being called in question for today's uproar. Therefore, be no reason which we may give to account for this disorderly gathering. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. That is what saved the life of Paul. Paul would have died. They would have killed him. If the mob would have just, you know, messed him up. Mm. Now when he was writing to the uh, church in Ephesus, because in the midst of the darkness and all these intimidation, and all, Paul still successfully planted a church in Ephesus. Amen. That's why the Bible says that the light shines in the midst of darkness and yes. darkness cannot push it back. Amen. Anybody still here with me? Yes. So when Amen. you read the book of Ephesians and then you see Paul writing and trying to say, finally, my brethren, and finally means that I have spoken some things before. And what are the things that he spoke about before? For example, when you see the opening of his letter, I, I'm not going to rush this in. I, I'm, I'm going to just take it one after the other. I think I painted the picture of Ephesus good enough for us to understand what kind of church was in Ephesus. But when he opened this letter, you begin to read when he says in verse 3, Let's be the God of our Father and, and Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all every spiritual blessing in heavenly, heavenly places in Christ. Yes. Are we together? That's Amen. the first word today. You are blessed Amen. with every you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Is anybody still here with me? Amen. And then you take them on the journey. We'll talk about spiritual wisdom. We'll talk about grace through faith. It will talk about the mystery of Christ. It will talk about the uh, spiritual gift. It will talk about the new man. And, and it will talk about how to walk in love, in light, and in wisdom. Many things. And uh, it will talk about family and then marriage. It is a, it's a whole package of things that he was trying to address there in this church at, at, at Ephesus. And it, it was in his final admonition that we find ourselves when he says finally okay when he says finally be strong in the lord and i'm going to say a few things on that and i'll bring this to you so that we can pick it up from there next week when he says finally uh, uh be strong in the lord there are three things i want you to write down and we're going to pray because we'll look at those things one after the other. When he says, finally be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. The first thing you want to note there is this. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you are conscious of it or not, the first thing that he's saying there is there is a battle to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. I'm optional about it. He's telling this guy. <laughs> is anybody here with me? Amen. I hope you have written that down. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why you don't have the liberty. We don't have the, we don't have that liberty to to be to be naive about our work with God. Can I get an name in here, right? Amen. We don't have that liberty to just be lukewarm and, and be concerning ourselves with some, you know, some literally just stuff. So that's number one thing. Whether you believe it or not, there are battles. Even if you don't want to fight, the devil wants to fight. <laughs> mm. 
Are we together? Without yes. it, you have not done anything, right? It's just natural. It's just part of it. So it's, it's right that whether you like it or not, the battle is to fight. You remember in the book of uh, 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 Joshua, where we're coming from, God said, you're going to lead them there, but you have to be able to stand. You have to have courage. You have to have strength. What do you need courage and strength for? Because there's a, there are battles to fight. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I don't understand Christian sometimes when something is going on, something may not be a little bit where you want it to be in your life that's when they back off or you don't see them in church or you don't see them in prayer and we have excuse no 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 as a christian i want you to know there are battles to fight there are giants to kill mm-hmm. even jesus christ had to fight battles mm-hmm. because the, 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 the spirit realm is real so, so 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 that's the first thing you have a battle to fight note that whether it could be in marriage, it could be in finance, it could be in our health, it could be there is a battle to fight. You have to be conscious of that. And we'll look at all those things one by one. The number two thing that you need to note here is that this battle that we're talking about, right? The battle is spiritual. So we fight not against flesh and blood even though most of the battles we experience physical manifestation and this is where we get into trouble most of the challenges we have they manifest in the physical but this scripture is trying to let us know that behind the physical manifestation whether it's in your health your finance your marriage your home your religion there is a spirit that is behind it Mm -hmm. that's number two are we are we still in the house together So you are conscious of the fact that there is a battle to fight. Somebody say there's a battle to fight. There's a battle to fight. Okay. There's a battle. There's a war going on. That's what just says that, uh, you know, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. And then he began to tell us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But against principalities, isn't it? Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, number one, there's a battle to fight. That's why we have to be strong in the Lord. Number two, the battle is spiritual. It's not physical. Number three thing that you need to understand here before we run up this money and then we take it out from next week is that you need the right weapon to have victory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? He said, because the weapons of your warfare, they are not kind of. Yes. Because you're not fighting physical battles. One of the reasons why many of us we have lost many battles is because we want to fight it in, in, in a physical way. We're fighting mm-hmm. spiritual battle with physical strategy. You're fighting a spiritual battle with wrong weapons. The Bible says no. The the weapons, the, the people, what you are, you need the, the right ammo. That's why the scripture admonishes in this scripture. They you need to put on the whole armor of God. Verse verse, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. It's the armor of God. Not the armor of man, but the armor of God. We are, a lot of us, we are comfortable or we are more conversant with the armor of man. Mm-hmm. So, we're using the armor of man in order to engage principalities and power and spiritual wickedness mm-hmm. and powers of darkness. You're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is anybody here with me? Yes. So this series, if I were you, I won't miss it because we're going to learn some things here. Mm-hmm. Series. Okay. Amen. Be strong 
in the Lord. Amen. The scripture helps us. Paul helps us. He helps us to understand this. And if you connect, you know, uh, 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 the book of Joshua and Ephesians, they are parallel. They are, they are parallel scriptures. That when you understand Joshua very well and you understand Ephesians very well, you are able to maximize your position in the things of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I said to you, the leadership of of Moses is different from the leadership of Joshua. We have to kind of figure that out so that we know how to engage and how to prevail in life. I don't want I don't want you to lose anybody in your life. I don't want you to lose any as well. But I need to understand how to fight effectively. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight as someone that is just beating against the ear. And that's what you do when you use the wrong weapon, when you mm-hmm. use the wrong memory. Right? But when you when we fight from this perspective that Paul is giving us here, uh, getting us to understand that we are not fighting against flesh and blood but we are actually engaging listen 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 to the, the things that we are is it is for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities we need to find out what are principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places so you, you know here you are the bible says that there are some dimensions of 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 of, of forces against you in the heavenly places and this is you. You are fighting your neighbor. You are fighting your boss. You are fighting everybody. No, but the spirit the, in the realm of the the, 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 it's in the realm of the spirit that you have the powers that is behind all the things that you are experiencing, mm-hmm. right? In the physical. So you need to know how to penetrate, how to access the spirit realm, how to how to how to, how to not just you know be wasting your time with. You're not going to get any result. Because the thing is, the power that is behind what you are facing, not until when you break that power, the, the, the manifestation that you're experiencing won't stop. Mm. And you can't fight with the wrong weapon. You need the right weapon. And this weapon is not just, you know, maybe you know how to abuse somebody or how to reply them or how to challenge. No, no, no. Because it's not a physical one. It's a spiritual mm-hmm. that we're talking about here. And that's why we are in a season... I believe that what God wants to do for us as we step into a new color is to end up with strength so that you can be strong. God said to Moses, be strong and be courageous. You know what it means to be courageous? So what it means is that some things are going to be intimidating. You would, you would like David and Goliath, right? You as a David, you see a Goliath. <laughs> Come on. Do, do you, did you realize that the entire army of Israel ran away for Goliath for almost 40 days. They were just, they had no courage. <laughs> they couldn't confront him because the moment the guy comes out, he will just terrorize them and everybody would flee. And they, they did nothing until one guy, 17 years old, who who, who, who who was strong in the Lord. We look at it, right? Because by the time he was going to deal with Goliath, he said, you come against me with all these, your physical weapons, but I'm coming against you. <laughs> In the name of the Lord. Amen. Is everybody here? And with just one stone, when you are strong in the Lord, the witches yes. are wizard, they are in trouble. Yes. Amen. Amen. Is everybody here with me? Yes. Stand you. Yeah, you can stand you. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, we will look at that. So, so you understand what was. Uh, so, so, so Goliath. The scripture says that they. You look at the armory of of Goliath. They, they, they sword everything and so on. Somebody carried the thing even for him. 
right? Those are weapons of man, <laughs> the armor of man. But what about the armor of God in the hand of, of, of David? We're going somewhere with this. You're going to end up this year in the place of strength. Amen. Have courage to confront what has been intimidating you before now. You have yes. the strength to rise up and say, no, enough is enough. I've no, got to take no. my destiny in my hand. I'm Amen. I'm going to win this battle. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Hallelujah. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. Praise God. Ephesians 6. Last week, we began a teaching series that I call Be Strong in the Lord. Be Strong in the Lord. And I promise you that we'll continue with that teaching because I believe it's a teaching that is for now. So I'm going to read some scriptures and say some things and then we'll take it from there. So Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to read from verse 10. Get your pen, get your pad, make sure you write and make sure you capture words in the, in the spirit. Revelation, amen. What that that will keep the spirit, you know, in a special way. Ephesians 6. I'm gonna read from verse 10. Say, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, verse 14, stand therefore, having guided your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the element of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. For me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. I want us to go to Joshua chapter 1. So we've read Ephesians. I want us to go to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 1. The Bible says that after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all his people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Everything that is sold of your fruit will tread upon I have given to you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness at East Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as i was with moses so i will be with you i will not leave you nor forsake you now verse 6 listen be strong and of good courage for to these people you shall divide as inheritance the land which i swore to their fathers to give them 
only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that all the law which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn from me to the right and or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night and that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then for then for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success have i not commanded you be strong and of good courage have i not commanded you be strong and of good courage do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go thank you for your word we ask that you bless your word in our business money strengthen lord your word in our spirit anoint it afresh so that at the end of the day it will profit us thank you jesus in jesus mighty name we pray and the people say amen i don't know about you but anytime i come back to the word of god um it's always um new to me amen the word of god is new every day because you know there is no old god god is the same god is constantly new somebody say amen to that and uh, i wanted to know again that whatever god wants to do in our life whatever he's going to do he will do it via his word you know that even the earth that we live in the present earth that we live in everything that existed right now there is nothing that was made outside of the world that's why you and i cannot play with the world we cannot just you know we cannot uh, we can't take the word for granted the word is the greatest asset if anything if god wants to do anything in your life if god wants to change things turn things around uh, it will be through his word whether it's going to be rema or logos whichever way but the word of god is always uh, is always the instrument through which he changes things he adjusts things he makes things better he brings to to pass the purpose the plans everything that he has and that's why our coming together uh, or, or to worship as as a people anytime we do we're doing because we want the fulfillment of the word of god in our lives uh you go back to the old testament and you will see the people will gather in the synagogue they will gather in the temple and they will bring out you know the torah the word of god they will bring out that and the passage and they read it and in reading it they feel fulfilled satisfied it was in the process of doing that in one of the days that we saw as we read in the book of uh, luke chapter 4 jesus christ coming to the temple and synagogue on one of the days and the bible says that it was a stone to read the scroll they gave him the scroll and he find the word where it is written a prophetic word the spirit of the lord is upon me for he has anointed me to you know that scripture very well why am i saying this i'm saying this because i want to i want to energize i want i want to energize uh, you or, or or let me see i want to energize your spirit so that you know that what we are doing right now as we go into the word of god it is and is a, is a season of blessing god wants to do something with us because he's sending his word to us 
again. And we started this teaching series last week when we're looking at the strong in the Lord, all right? And we emphasized, went through those two scriptures that we have read. And of course, we brought in Acts chapter 19 as well, because the scripture that we have read in Ephesians is a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. And uh, when he was rounding up that letter, it was it was it was with a strong warning. Finally, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And I began to uh, emphasize the fact that how come Paul is right rounding up this this letter in this way? And I began to show you the picture of the church in Ephesus in Acts chapter nineteen. We saw that the church in Ephesus was a very 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 unique church unique in the sense that many things happened in Ephesus that nearly took the life of 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 Paul Paul nearly died in Ephesus Ephesus church was a terrible church it, I mean Ephesus was a terrible place it was a, a city a, a nation that was filled with idolatry of kind of things going there but when Paul stepped in he began to change the dynamics of that church that's when we begin to see you know the the, the fourth Bible school, the people being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the whole of Asia, hearing the gospel in a space of two years. Many things happened in, in that church. So when he was going to write them uh, to keep the faith, he was rounding up and said, be strong in the Lord and the power of the smile. Amen. Amen. I said, amen. So amen. for you, I would take that serious. I want you to imagine a dying father or someone that is trying to pass message, is trying to kind of send, you know, send information that is quite vital. You imagine a, a, a father that is at the deathbed and he was, was giving final words. So those words are not just ordinary words. They are very important. Say, be strong. You have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Because Paul was aware of, 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 of the... Uh, uh, territorial spirit, the battles. Amen. He was aware of of the uh, the spiritual atmosphere over Ephesus, and he was warning the people: be careful. You have to be strong in the Lord. You have to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And then he began to speak to them about the Father. Hey, there is a battle, right? In 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 that scripture that you have read, we rest not against flesh and blood. And then he began to tell them these are the things that you are contending with then we look at the book of joshua right now and we can see god himself i mean god talking to joshua and said listen i promise your fathers i'm taking them to a better place i'm going to give them a land that is flowing with nick and Nani. there's a better future there's a better future for you and i there's a better i mean that's why you are still alive you are here because god is not is not done with you yet. it's not over yet so we can see in that book of joshua god coming and and and, and he said moses is dead he couldn't enter the promised land and I, I showed you i mentioned last week the leadership of moses and then the leadership of joshua you want to be under the leadership of joshua the one that will take you into the promised land and i hear amen so God said, listen, wherever the soul of your future thought I've given unto you, and he began to mention the territory, the thing that God has given them already. Hey, are we together this morning? The things that God has given them. He said, in that scripture that you read, God said, I've given you this in, 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 verse, in, in, in verse 3. He said, every place that the soul of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. It's not that I'm going to give you. I've given it to you already. Even though you are not there yet, but it's yours. There are many things that you have not laid your hands on right now, but they are yours. Mm-hmm. Is anybody here with me? Verse morning, are we together? There are things that you may not have them right now, but they are part of things that heaven has given you. So God said, anywhere, 
where so the issue now is god has given it unto you the challenge is you need your feet has to tread upon them are we together is anybody still here with me? And God began to give the map. said, from the wilderness and this Lebanon and, 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 and so on. He said, they are your territory. I have given them unto you. But he now began to round up God. And I mean God. God began to say, you have to be strong in order to experience this thing. You have to have courage in order to experience this thing. And I don't know whether you are there during the week uh, on, on, on Wednesday. I, I, I went to dig deep into this scripture a little bit. And guess what? What's the meaning of courage? Listen to this. What's the meaning of courage? Courage is the ability to do the things that frightens you. And I say that courage is the ability to do things that does what that frightens you. Things that you're afraid of, but you have you have the ability, the ability to be able to confront it and to do it. So, and if you look at your life today, there are many things that frighten you that you are not able to do yet. So God said, I have given you this land. I have given you this thing, but you have to go and possess it. But to possess it, you have to be what? You have to be strong and you have to have good courage. So last week, we rounded up with three school of thoughts, right? What are the three school of thoughts that we rounded up with? We said, number one, from those things that we learned last week, we realized that whether we know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not, there is a battle to fight. <laughs> the life of a believer, the life of us, is a life of what? Battle. Amen. Please listen. You know, more often than not, we can we can assume that oh, Christ did all the things for us. No, no. no. Let's don't forget that the, the letter that was written to Ephesians. This is long after Christ has gone, so he was writing to to new testament believers are we together so he was telling them that yes christ have done some things for us just like god said i have given you the land but you have to possess it so now paul was writing to that church as well and he was telling them that you have to be strong in the lord because there are some but there's a battle to fight so number one thing is there is a battle we we agree on that are we all on the same page with that that there's a battle because i want you to know that most of the things that you are going through right now look into your life right now and to be honest i would i would be surprised if there's anyone here on this platform this morning that there's not one area where there is a battle right it is not emotional it can be spiritual it can be family it can be finance it can be health it can be it could be anything but there is a battle right so now we realize that there is a battle that's number one the thing that we realized as well was that the battle this battle we're talking about when we come to faith is spiritual it's not physical is anybody with me right so the battle is what is spiritual right and it's not physical it's not something it's not something that you know it's human being flesh it's not flesh it's spiritual it's something that is taking place in the realm of the spirit like we read in in that book in ephesians ephesians says that the 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 principalities the powers the spiritual wicked they are in heavenly places there's a realm the realm of the spirit so most of the things that we are confronting, we are seeing here, whether it's in our family, in our marriage, in our finance, in our in, in our in our health, 
uh, most of this thing, there's a spirit that is behind it. I had the privilege of canceling someone during the week. And as I was canceling the person, I realized that everything that she was, he, he was talking to me about the, the real issue is actually in the spirit. Not until when that power is broken in the spirit, what the person is dealing with, although he's dealing with someone physically, but uh, the Lord opened my my understanding and my insight to see the realm of the spirit, that this thing, there's a spirit behind it. Until you deal with the spirit, this thing will not change. Is anybody here with me? So you can be arguing with the flesh, fighting someone, you can be angry with this one, he can be, you know, but the real, real power, the real thing is actually the power that is manipulating the individual, uh, the power that is uh, 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 energizing that individual to act the way they are acting, that power is in the spirit. So not only when you go into the realm of the spirit, deal with the power, the person is not going to change because the person is under the remote control of that spirit. The battle is what? Spiritual. And then number three, we realize that to win the battle, we need the right weapons. Okay? So in order for us to win the battle, we need the right weapons. So I want us to, we're going to take those things one after the other. And today, within the limited period of time that I have, let's look at, let's establish the fact that you and I, I want us to be conscious of the fact that there is a battle. Uh, am I, are we doing very well here this morning, right? Because when you are not conscious of the fact that there is a barrier, that that is a barrier that is going to that what you're what you're uh, com- what you're dealing with is actually is it is a battle. There's a fight somewhere going on that may not be you know or open to your physical eyes. You will be dealing with human beings. You will lose. Is anybody here with me? Many people have lost many things. Because they are unconscious of the fact that actually this is a battle. Because when you don't when you when you don't see something as a battle, you you, you will be uh, putting up some fights and some things, but you won't get the right answer. But I want you to know that when you realize that this is not ordinary, there's something going on. I am in a battle. I'm in a warfare. Then you can you can you can prepare adequately. When you are ill prepared. For any confrontation or anything that is going on, and remember, this is not a it's not a physical one. You're not dealing with human beings. You are dealing with some things beyond human beings. So let's let's look at that first aspect. Let's establish this battle thing, battle ground first. And I, 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 I think for us to establish it, I'm, I'm going to call different scriptures, different witnesses. And the first one, the first one that we need to actually call is the one that we have read in Ephesians. He made us understand in that scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, if you, if you go there once again, in that scripture, uh, when he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then he began to say, put on the old armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, right? So he said, the devil is cunning. The devil will make you to believe that the person you are dealing with is the problem. And I say that again. Satan wants you to believe that the person you are dealing with, the person that is the real problem, but it's not. It's, 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 it's part of the wiles, the strategy, the, the craftiness of Satan. It's not the person. There's something that's behind it. Because immediately, that when he says, to, to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, in verse 12, can, can we all see that verse 12? Therefore, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So quickly, he said, 
don't think it's flesh and blood that is your problem. Oh. It's part of the practice of saying to go next to make us feel as if we are dealing with flesh and blood. No, that's not the issue. Therefore, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So there is a wrestling going on. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's one thing I love about Christians. You have to be a boxer, you have to be a wrestler, you have to be a, a, a Tokan, Tokan, Tokan do or whatever you call it now. You, you have to be able to, uh, you know, all kinds of fight, all kinds of battles because you don't know where the devil is coming from and you must be ready all the time. Amen. I said, you wrestle now. There's a wrestling going on. But it's not against flesh and blood. So he began to tell you, what are you wrestling with? He began to tell us, and we'll come to that. How do you wrestle with principalities? Is anybody still in the house this morning? Yes. What principalities? You are fighting powers. Right? He said, you are fighting a, a spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. You are fighting rulers of darkness. You are those are the things you're wrestling with. So there is a battle. Are you aware? Are you conscious of the fact that you are in a battle? Mm-hmm. That's been going on, right? That's number one. That's our number one weakness. And he said, this thing is in heavenly places. We come to that when we are looking at the second, the second aspect of uh, uh, you know the, these three things we're looking at. The first one is we want to establish there is a battle, there is a fight. And that's the first scripture. But, but but not only that, let's go to the second scripture to, 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 to establish this battle going on. I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Are we still in the house? Mm-hmm. Are, are you conscious of the fact that there is a battle now, right? Okay. So there is a battle. And that means I need to be, I need to be, I need to be battle ready. Amen and amen. Mm-hmm. I said amen and amen. So second Corinthians. Amen. Let me read from verse. Let me read from verse uh three. He said, For though we walk in the flesh, listen to this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Amen. <laughs> amen. Uh, uh, if, if you if you if you have that in your Bible, say loud amen. Praise God. Amen. So we walk in the flesh every day. How many of you know that when the Bible speaks, when the Bible speaks about work, work is something that you do on daily basis, isn't it? Yeah. Except someone is bedridden, right? You walk. Don't we walk in the flesh physically? He said, but our work. So there's a difference between your work and your work. Can I say that again? Mm-hmm. There is a difference between your work and your work. Your work is in the flesh, but your work is not in the flesh. As you're working on daily basis, what the scripture is trying to let us know there is our war <laughs> is parallel to war as well. There's a work, as you're working, there's war, working, and but they are in different realms. So in the flesh, we work, but the world is not in the flesh. But we know that there is a war. As you're working, there is a war. There is something war in there that is going on. There's a battle 
that 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 is going on there. And when you read further in that scripture, therefore don't we walk in the flesh, but we do not walk according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every item that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every touch into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled, we'll come back to that. But that's the second scripture. There is a, a, a constant battle, ongoing battle. As you are walking, you are worrying at the same time. Amen. Hello, church. Are you glad that God has been good to you? Yes. Amen. You, know you have been walking, but the war has not crushed you. Aren't you mm-hmm. glad that God must have been in charge, protecting you, guiding you? That's why when the scripture says that, you know, it is in him we live, we move, we have our being. If not that God has kept you and I, <clears throat> many of us are not conscious of our of, our, of the world that is going on in our walk. You are walking, but you are not conscious of the war. But the Bible says that though we walk in the flesh, but we do not walk after the flesh. But for God who has kept you, our different. But for God who has kept us, you know, it would have been something else. That's the second scripture that you see that there's a battle, ongoing battle every day, ongoing fight every day. Let's call the third witness we're trying to establish. And the reason why I want you to do this when we are completely now, let you know the third scripture here. I want you to go with me to First Timothy chapter 6. I believe you're writing. I hope you're not taking for granted and say, well, I don't have to write. I'm going to grab everything. No, no, no. Write because you need this. The third, the third uh, 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 witness in scripture or uh, as regards this is in first timothy uh, uh, chapter six of uh, paul was writing to his son in faith right listen um in verse i'll read from 11 says, but you but you all man of god flee the sins and pursue righteousness godliness faith love patience gentleness verse 12 fight the good fight of faith Hello, church. What do you he asked him to do? What to fight? Fight a good fight. A good fight of faith. Fight the good fight. <laughs> Somebody say there is a fight. There is a fight. There is a fight. When you're not conscious of the fact that there is a fight. You know, you begin to, you'll be angry, you'll be, you'll murmur, you'll grumble, you do, you know, you exchange whatever, people, you insult, people, you, we, we will do all kinds of things, not knowing that there is a fight. The fight, the good fight of faith. Are we together? Mm-hmm. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called enough to face. A, a, a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. That's that 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 that's that's a father giving instruction to the son. You have to fight. You have to fight. But it didn't stop there. There are other charges as well that that he charged he charged Timothy. If you look at uh, verse eighteen of 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 First Timothy, right, uh, 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 chapter one. Let's go to First Timothy chapter one, verse eighteen. 
I'm, I'm taking you on a journey to establish that there is a fight, okay? Uh, in verse 18, what did he say? He said, this judge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made according uh, previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Mm-hmm. Hello, church. Yes. So this is Paul again telling Timothy, even though there are prophetic words that have been made concerning you, but for those prophetic words to come to pass, you need to make a good warfare of them. Are we still together? Do you understand what I'm saying right now? Battle. Yes. Real battle to ensure that certain things come to pass. Yes, God has done it, but the enemy is still around. The devil is still around. And all he hasn't got any other job. Jesus Christ gave us an insight into his role. The chief comment number for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He said, but I've come to give life. So the devil is going about looking for who is going to de- destroy. So it's our duty, therefore, our responsibility to ensure that we are not a victim, right, of his joblessness. Because when he finds the fault, then he, he, he will, his job is to push back, to, to you know, antagonize to resist all the things that god wants to do in the life of an individual so paul wrote to timothy he said even though we gave those prophetic words uh, make sure you make a good warfare of them so for us it would be like even though you have those inspiration the dreams the visions the things that god wants to do for example god said to us that this year as a church we is a year we're going to blossom we need to make good warfare of it there will be personal work that God has given to each and every one of us as well. We must make good welfare of them. That's a battle. As a fight. Because everything that will advance the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Satan, the power of Satan, they will resist it. Anything that will bring glory to God, the devil wants to resist it. He wants to push it back. So, whether it is an individual's life or in the love of a family or in the love of a nation or community or group, the enemy, his job is to make sure that whatever it is that will bring glory to God, he has, because he can't, he can't, he can't get born again. He's too light. He can't change. All he wants to do is to make sure that he stands there to push back anything that wants to bring glory to God. And it's your responsibility and mine as well to understand this so that we can fight from God's perspective and God's mind. Hallelujah. Amen. But listen, not, not just that. If you go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, this will interest you very well. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I'm gonna read uh I'm gonna read I'm gonna read from verse 1, right? All the way down to 4. Uh, we are trying to establish that we want to be conscious of the fact that yes, even though Christ has obtained victory for us is our responsibility we have the responsibility to enforce the victory that jesus christ had obtained for us here on earth is anybody here god has given us victory can i hear amen, amen. but amen. is rebellious and it's your duty or my duty as well to enforce that victory what god has given us so that we can possess what he has given unto us now if you go with me to second timothy chapter 2 listen to this mm-hmm. say you therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in christ jesus we can see that again right be strong in what in the grace that is in christ Jesus. 
in Ephesians, be strong in the love. But listen, he said, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore, listen, verse 3, you therefore must do what? Must endure hardship as a good soldier. Amen. Of Jesus Christ, you are a soldier. And I hear, amen. Yes. You say, I am a soldier. <laughs> I'm a soldier. Right? You are a soldier. This is all right into Timothy. You are a soldier. You must endure what? Arch as a soldier of Jesus Christ. And in this top there, verse 4 said, No one entangles, no one engage in warfare. Can you see that? Mm. No one engage in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. God has enlisted you as a soldier. Amen. You can't live like a civilian. <laughs> if you are in, if you're enlisted as a soldier and then you're living like a civilian, it's, 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 it's not good. Mm. You must endure as a as a soldier of Jesus Christ. Is there no one, anyone? Is there anyone that that is engaged in in what in warfare? You don't. You are not. You, you are not. You don't have the privilege. You know, of <laughs> like someone that is in the war, right? No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with their fears of this life. Why? Because you are in a battle. And there are many believers, many Christians that we are not conscious of this reality. And because we're not conscious about it, we, not mean that we have been enlisted in, 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 in as a soldier, then we live our life as civilian, and then we have things going on all over the place, and we can't put anything together because we're not living like a soldier. Because there's a lifestyle that, that we guys live. That's why uh, when someone is enlisted, listen to this, guys. When someone is enlisted in soldier, they will remove them from civilians and take them to a military barrack. Because their life, the, the lifestyle of civilian is quite different from that of a soldier. They are getting them ready every day, even when there is no battle. And, and, and this is where... Uh, I don't know how much time I've, I've got left, but 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 I want you to to, to see this because you have, they have to be prepared, okay, for 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 us to 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 drive this home and bring this to a, to a close this morning. Let's let's look at two physical examples. The reason why uh, you need to understand that there's a constant battle going on. If you go over into the book of Joshua, in Joshua chapter six again, so Hallelujah, mm. right? God said. To Joshua in chapter one, he gave. He said, "We've given you all this. I've given you all this land, the land of Etai, the Jebusite, and and." He said, "But you have to possess it now. Jericho is part of the land." I, I want you to imagine if Joshua would not leave the spot, he would not get the people ready, right? How, how would they possess Jericho? But in Joshua chapter six, this is what happened. Um, hallelujah! The Bible says that. In verse one, now Jericho was freely was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. Can you see now? I want you to see that. Listen to this, right? God has given them the land, but the enemy doesn't want them to take it. The mm-hmm. enemy doesn't want them to come in. So what? What did? What was it that the devil did? Uh, what was it that? You no know, people in Jericho did. They just 
everything was shut shut up they, they just said no you're not coming in and the same thing when god gives vision and dreams uh, and, and ideas and inspirations and when god gives prophetic word insight about our future satan doesn't want you to come into your future Jericho was part of their future it's part of their inheritance is anybody with me here right yes. but when they got there what do you do when they got to the place where god has given them to them god has given them but the, the enemy doesn't want them to come in. There are things that God has given you, but situation and circumstances makes it to be as if you can't enjoy them. You can't enter into them. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that it was it was shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And, in, and, and the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. Right? Uh, uh, can you see that? What do you do? When you come into a place where God has given unto you, but everything is shut down against you. I've given it unto you. It's kings and the mighty men of valor. You shall march, you shall march around the city. All you men of war. Hello, church. Hello. Is anybody still there? What would they do? He said, I've given it unto you, but you need men of war to do what? To walk around it. It's yours. I've given it to you. Yes, it's shut up. Yeah, it looks difficult. It looks as if I cannot achieve it, but it's been given unto you. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do. Uh, uh, in, in six days and seven priests um, uh, I, I don't want to uh, I, I, if you want to write the scripture then write it down it's, it goes all the way down to verse 21 right uh, uh, um, in verse in verse and seven priests shall bear seven uh, trumpets of rams once before the ark but the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priest shall blow the trumpet it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the rams on and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that audible will shout with a great shout then the wall of the city will fall down flat listen to this the wall will fall down flat right because there is nothing the people can do with the wall god has to help them with the wall but they have to now go in and fight the battle and mm-hmm. i hear amen Amen. And it does that all the people will shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark, give them instructions, and they did uh, all those things that he asked them to do. And um, um, in, in verse 12, and Joshua rose and Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. Then seven priests bearing seven trumpets, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, I just want to um, verse 15 but it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose up early about the dawning of the day uh, and marched around the city seven times in the same manner on that day alone they marched around the city how many times seven times and the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpet that joshua said to the people shout for the lord has given you the city now the city shall be doomed by the lord to destruction it and all who are in need only ray here the Lord shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she is the messengers that we send. And you, by all means, abstain from accosting. 
gave those instructions. So in verse 20, so the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a, a, a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Are we together? They mm-hmm. cannot pull the wall down. God has to do that for them. Then the people now did what? They went into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both men and women, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of this world. Remember, these are men of war. God did what God can do, but individuals must do what they must do. And they did that. That was how they possessed Jericho. You can see combination of God and man working together in order to have Jericho. Are we still in the house this morning, right? So you know there is a battle. Somebody said there is a battle. There is a battle. So we can't sit down and fold our hands and think, oh, God is going to do everything. We have victory in Jesus. Yes, we have it. But you see, the victory that we have, we have to maintain that victory. We have to possess that victory, okay? Uh, in 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 knowing fully well that the enemy doesn't want us to enjoy the victory. Mm. But you can see that there. Let me give you the second example and then we go to the communion table. And the second example is in the book of Daniel. I want us to go to Daniel 10. Praise God. Daniel chapter 10. I hope, I believe you are writing, I believe you are putting some things down. Uh, we yes. To establish that really, I need to, I need to take portion. I need to be more prepared. That's why I don't, I don't understand Christians that jokes with their Christian life. I don't understand people that put their faith life uh, to be secondary. No, it's primary. It, it comes first. Every other thing is behind it. Uh, and I thank God for my life ever since I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I understood this. You know, I've always put my faith life, my 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 my, my uh, 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 work with God first. Amen. In Daniel chapter 10, listen to this. This is one of the reasons why we must be conscious of a battle in the realm of the spirit. Listen to what happened here. This is Daniel. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Betishesha. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Uh, I ate no pleasant food. Listen, this is fasting. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I annoy myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, on the 24th, on the 24th day of the first month, listen to this, right? Somebody that had been fasting in the spring because he had a prophetic word, he saw something, he had a vision. As I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes, I lifted my eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, uh, whose waist was guarded with gold of ufers, his body was buried, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his word like the voice of multitude. And I, Daniel, alone, listen to this, I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision but a great terror fell upon them. So they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me and I retained no strength. 
Yet I had the sand of his word, and while I had the sand of his word, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Verse 10, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees, and on the palms of my hands, and he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for I have now been sent. Listen to this. I have now been sent to you, why and while he was speaking this word to me i stood trembling verse 12 then he sent to me do then he said to me do not fear daniel for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your god your words were heard so the first day that daniel began to pray god had his words and i have come because of your words is anybody still in the house? Yes. I have come because of your prayers. I've come because of your word. The first day, right? But, in verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which stood me 21 days, you resonate against flesh and blood, but against what? Principality. That's the principality there. Mm-hmm. The prince of Persia, what did he do? The prince of the kingdom of Persia stood me for how many days? Kept the prayers back for 21 days. Kept the angel back for 21 days. So in other words, Daniel doesn't have to fast for 21 days. It doesn't have to be delayed for 21 days. God had the prayer the first day and God responded the first day. But the prince of Persia kept, he kept the angel back. Mm. And behold, so when he couldn't, when the angel couldn't break through, he had to call for reinforcement. He said, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. So the angel that was bringing answer to Daniel's prayer was held back by the principality of Persia, the prince of Persia. And so this is Daniel fasting and praying and doing everything for 21 days. But the first day God has answered. Mm. And the angel, and I mean angel, not human being now, was held back. So the angel had to call for reinforcement. He had to call Michael to come and help him to deliver him. Right? The chief prince came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. So where are we going with this? I want you to see there, battle, fight in the realm of the spirit. Is anybody here with me? Yes. And you see that, right? Yes. You can see it in Joshua. You can see it in Daniel. Now, where do we bring this to a close this morning? I'm bringing this to a close to let you know that knowing that there is a, a, a fight uh, uh, to confront, there is a battle to fight, right? It means that every single day, you and I, we must be adequately prepared. Right. Anybody here with me, right? Yes. And let's go to the natural. How many of us know that for you to win, you must have, many of us must have watched wrestling before. You must have watched boxing before. One, one, one fight or the other. How many of us now hear that those wrestlers and boxers, they don't just wake up one day and jump inside the ring and say, yeah, here to fight. They will do, isn't it? Right? Yeah. 
they will have to do what they will have to be ready training right build up their stamina and so on they do many things they build a team they want their food they bought their weight many things going on on daily basis they the, the fight might just be for one hour or two hours but you'll be amazed of how many months of preparation and it's on daily basis there are certain things that you have to do every day for them to engage in that fight every single day i had the privilege of listening to one of them not too long ago um, who was talking about how they normally win um, um, the, the Olympics and things. And, and he was sharing with us about the team that he has in place and what he has to do every single day in order to win, to run, to do things. But this is us Christians. This is one of the reasons why we're not seeing the power that we're supposed to see in the church. Right? This is why we're not, we're not picking the frequency of the spirit as we ought to. Because we're not conscious of this dimension that we are soldiers. I mean, sure. that whether there is war or there is no war, soldiers in the barrack, they don't have a choice. They have to do what? They have to train every day. You don't wait for the fight to begin. They don't want wait for the battle to begin. Every single day. I had the privilege of serving in military school for one year, right? And every single morning, I was a civilian, but the military guys, every day, Around 5 a.m., you hear their noise. They are shouting all over the place in the barracks. They just, you know, and it's their lifestyle. Because if there was no war throughout, up, up to now, even up to now, and I'm talking of many years ago, Nigeria hasn't fought a single war, right, apart from internal crisis. But they still have to prepare every day. That's what Paul was saying there when he says that if you are enlisted as a soldier, you cannot... You can't entangle yourself with civilian affairs. Folks, I've come to let you know as we come to communion table this morning, we are soldiers of Christ. Amen. Amen. There are issues that we need to deal with. And except we change our minds and begin to live in, with that mindset, we may actually not be able to, we may be losing some battles in our life. But if we come to that reality and we understand and we are conscious of this and we are like soldiers will do every day, prepare for battle every day, training and doing all the things and exercise and everything that is supposed to do, you will be amazed when the enemy comes against us. The spirit of God, our that that will 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 activate our spirit so that there will be a standard against all the powers of the enemy. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise for the generation.